Get ready, goddesses, because we're about to share the most haunted and cursed movie sets of all time with special guest Irene Walton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs. Episode 97. Woo! I'm Sadie. And I'm Juliet. And I'm Irene. Obviously. <laughs> and we created the Goddess Hangs podcast to make the world of mindset, magic, and manifestation more relatable and, and fun. fun. <laughs> Good job, Reen. I feel like that was a newer edition of saying that in the beginning. Nope fake fan <laughs> all right wow noted can't believe you haven't been keeping up with every single episode I'm sorry I'm i did listen to the steffi episode and had nightmares for weeks but like that, cool that nightmares. was a spooky that would be like a cool one but they were i felt cooler when i woke if up if you had nightmares after that episode just wait till after this episode. oh my gosh if you're not watching let's let's give you an, a visual mm -hmm. of what's happening so sadie describe what you're wearing today uh, today, I have shown up to the, the pod as a fairy princess. I have my fairy wings on. I'm in all shiny holographic clothing and a purple wig and my crystal crown. <gasps> Just beautiful. She looks beautiful. <laughs> if you needed a reminder of that, she does. Thanks. And boots to die for. Oh, got sparkle. the rhinestone babies on. Love it. Irene, what are you fashioning today? <laughs> um, funny you should ask. I don't know if anybody's seen this costume of mine before. <laughs> I am wearing the same skeleton onesie that I got uh, probably about seven, eight years ago and have donned at least once every Halloween mm -hmm. season since. Mm -hmm. Sadie, I know as a new friend, has already seen it about four times. Yes. <laughs> so that just goes to show you how often I wear it. But I'm also on this black chair, so it looks like <laughs> I'm a real skeleton if you're watching, and I've been enjoying that a lot. And Juliet, what do we have on? What are we donning? Today I'm wearing this very cute, fun little bunny dress costume. It's baby blue, like Powerpuff Bubbles Blue. Matches her eyes matches very perfectly. My eyes. Thank you so much. Oh, the mic is could not be farther from my mouth. And um, <laughs> if you've ever played the game Dragon Quest. <laughs> Never heard of it. Which I, I'm sure you all have. <laughs> or if you're, you know, there's a somebody in your life who does. Um, I look like a bunny casino girl. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Yeah, there it is. So it. it's another Spooktober episode. We have a very fun, creepy, crawly topic today. Yes. Haunted and cursed movie sets. Or should we say movie sets? <laughs> sets. <laughs> we should. I legit, I was telling Irene before we started rolling that I started doing my, you know, studying last night, but I was home alone and I got too scared and I had to like stop. Oh no. They're they're scary. Yeah. They're not like and it's not like, "Ooh, the lights turned on and off on set." It's like this car careened into another car and the star died and it's yeah. like Okay. Like serious shit. It's scary. Sp spooky. spooky. So get excited. <laughs> so yeah, listen to this episode during the day At or night. <laughs> lights on. Or if power outage. <laughs> thunderstorm. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> With somebody knocking on your door. To make the most out of it. <laughs> Walking down a dark 
alley. Oh my! Don't Some walk, of these don't walk down dark alleys. No, don't do it. Don't do that. <laughs> and don't get gas at night. Um, that's something my dad always told me. Don't oh do that. My, your dad was so smart. I have never have I ever gotten gas at night without somebody approaching me. Yep. Never, that's really? exactly right. Every time. I feel like I've, that's never happened to me. Maybe because you you're taller. Yeah, but I guess most of... She's like, oh, it's because I carry that gun. She's <laughs> like, I grew up in Wisconsin, so... But I do have a theory that, like, I get bothered somewhat less because I'm too big to kidnap. I wouldn't be a convenient choice. I would be so convenient. Yeah. You would be convenient. I'm just a small little bunny. <laughs> and I'm a 6'4 fairy. <laughs> I'm a just tiny kidding. little bunny. And I'm six fucking four. <laughs> and Irene is a little skeleton. And I'm a tiny little skeleton who's too, who's too frail to pick up. <laughs> I'm a scientific model. Um, <laughs> So I was so excited about this episode because I love doing this type of research. And mm-hmm. I'm cur- and I was so pissed because Juliet picked the two that I wanted to do. <laughs> Sorry. But it's okay because it forced me to look up other ones. And I found out that, unfortunately, there are a lot more cursed movie sets than you may think there are. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh, and I also thought I should say, if you don't know who Irene Walton is. Let's oh. give you like a proper introduction. Oh. Hello. That who was very know who Irene is? That was very bold of me to just be like, they all know. Uh, Let's I mean, start talking. For the one in a, 1.2 people who are like, who's this? Irene and I go back many, many years. We were best friends from like day one of high school, mm-hmm. day one of your high school. Yeah, day, day one of my day high one school. of my last year of high school. Exactly right. Um, I saw her across the room. Actually, you were sobbing. I was when I first sobbing met you. in the drama class classroom and absolutely so and um Juliet and I just like immediately became friends mm-hmm. and have been best friends ever since she was like has been with me through everything good and bad yeah. um and it's great and then I got to meet this absolutely wonderful oh. little fairy princess through Juliet lady. so she just keeps she just keeps bringing it I, can't, I gotta keep her around <laughs> oh my gosh Irene would come to my live shows when I was 17 and oh she would gosh. do the sign language on the stage she would perform with me she would do the ASL uh-huh. very... you know sign language? I, do. Wow. I used to be way Amazing. more fluent but now I'm rusty it was very tender um, and then as Irene has grown and evolved into the, the sh- ugh, into the sh- let me start over so as irene has grown and evolved into the shining star you see today you can watch her cooking show on youtube called dead dad's kitchen mm-hmm. hello you can watch her vlogs and she has her very own podcast called bites of history with irene oh yeah that's another very cute thing about juliet and i is Every time I start a new venture or project, I'm like, um, Julia, I was wondering. And she's like, yeah, I'll write the jingle for you. And I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) So if you guys do end up looking my stuff up, the cooking show, my YouTube channel, um, which also has the podcast on it. So Dead Dad's Kitchen or Bites of History, the incredible jingle and beginning music that you will hear in that is all Julia. Oh, stop. But anyways, if you like food history, Irene did like haunted restaurants this month. Yeah, I've been enjoying those clips. Oh, thank you. So yeah, we did haunted restaurants. We did... Alcatraz, prison food. Um, there was another spooky one, but now I can't remember. There's a death row meal episode. That's interesting. But fun yeah, month. so it's a lot of fun. So yeah, spooky. there you go. Now you know Irene. Hello. Now, 
do we want to do a catch-up or should we just dive right in? Because I think we should stories, dive in because yeah. I don't know about you, but both of mine had quite a lot to go over. So I feel like we've oh got gosh. a lot to cover We've because we each did pick two movie sets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've got six to dive into. Should we just go down the line and take a turn? Yeah. Do like oh, one, one at a time though? And like then... a writer's round in Nashville. Yes. What should, okay. That's what I was going to say. So I heard that The Exorcist is like the, the most haunted of all time. And I know you did that one. I think we should save that one for, for last. last. Yeah. Yeah. You got so you want to do one, two, three, one, two, three? Yeah. I'm sure. Fine with Should that. I start? Okay. And do one, two, one, two, and then Juliet just looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? One, two, three, one, yeah. two, three. Okay. So the other. Okay. So I looked up. Poltergeist and The Conjuring. And Poltergeist is also one of the top most haunted. Mm-hmm. So I'll save that one for later. So let's start with The Conjuring, which I've actually never seen this these movies. Um, it's a set of movies. I've always wanted to because the movies, The Conjuring movies are based on real life uh Investigators, paranormal like investigators, demonologists, right? Lorraine and Ed Warren, yeah. So Even their names are spooky. Lorraine <laughs> is um, a clairvoyant medium, and her and her husband, I think they're said to have done like ten thousand paranormal investigations. They have um, like collections of like evil and haunted objects. That's something that. I read was in the movies. I find them so fascinating and so interesting, but I'm too scared to watch these movies. (laughs) (laughs) I am also somebody who's too scared to watch horror movies, period, end of story. Are you, do you dabble in horror? I don't. Great. (laughs) So we're obviously the people to talk about this. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I probably, I I saw the poltergeist when I was really little. That was completely traumatizing and probably why I'm turned off from all. But I have seen both movies that I'm going to talk about. I did see The Exorcist in a very funny scenario. So... Yes, they've researched nearly ten thousand hauntings. This is this isn't the movie. This is real life, and they were they were working in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, and so um, you know they were on the grounds for the events that inspired the Amityville Horror. That's another movie that's inspired by the work they did. Um, and then they reportedly exor- exorcised two werewolf demons in 1983, which I thought was important to note because we were talking about werewolves last week. Oh, yeah. Um, and then this uh, this case that um, the first Conjuring movie is based on is the witch farmhouse. So there's a there's a witch. When did you guys open uh, a farmhouse? <laughs> <laughs> this is a scary witch. Um, and so this is uh, the one were investigating this farmhouse uh, where the Perrin family lived. Um, and uh, were sound familiar? Paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the conjuring begins. So that sets some context. So this is a movie from. based on real life hauntings, real life demons. So it's already a, you know, you're like, okay, we're in trouble. It's here. already giving like, I'm scared to watch this. Right. Knowing that that happened. It's like, when it's based on something real life, you know that shit's going to come around. Well, They're going to be curious as to how you're portraying it, you know? And it's mm-hmm. also like, you know when you're watching a scary movie when you're a kid and your parents are like, it's not real, it's not real, don't be so scared. That You can't say that. Right. <laughs> it <laughs> is like, real, bitch. That's why I can't watch real. these ones that are real, you know? It's yeah. too much. Okay, so... Let's see. Where do I want to start? Is the Perrin family here? It's just just Robert the doll. <laughs> we respect Robert. We respect, we respect Robert. Robert. Okay, so a lot of interesting things happened. Um, 
so let's see let's start with joey king who played christine who's um a little girl in this movie so this is again based on the parent family i think there was two or three children in this so one of the young actresses she ended up being covered in bruises um while filming the movie but like child actors are not allowed to do stunts they have small adult stunt actors we actually know we someone know <laughs> that does that so so there was no reason for her to have any of these bruisings they were unexplainable and oh do you have a- <laughs> the reason that children are not allowed to do stunts or to work at night is because of another haunted movie set oh. where uh some bad things happened to children and so they had to change the laws wow so it's funny that that gets well, not funny it's not funny Bites interesting with history that. with ivy <laughs> interesting that gets brought up so these bruises they just kind of showed up but one interesting thing that they co- i don't know if it's covered specifically in the movie but that the the warrens the couple that investigates say is that like bruising can be um a sign of like like paranormal attacks where like you have bruises show up on your body they're trying to like get at you do they like does it i wonder if it like hurts the same as a bruise like if mm-hmm. it's just a fucking bruise and you wake up with it because a ghost like punched you in the arm so this isn't the only mysterious bruising that happens and i'm gonna circle back to that because i don't know about joey's bruises but the other actress that this happened to has something to say about that Okay, so then there was also some just interesting spooky phenomena. There was huge curtain drapes at one end of a stage that many times were reportedly seen moving when there was no doors open, the air conditioning wasn't on, there was no reason. And these these drapes would just be sort of like moving as though there was like a consistent breeze um, moving through them. Um, and then there was the witching hour. So... In the movie, um, the witch dies between the hours of 3 and 4 p.m. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, and this is considered the witching hour. This is famously a time when the veil is thin and oh, the supernatural. 3 and 4 a.m. Yes. Did I say p.m.? Yes, but it's Oh, okay. sorry. 3 and 4 a.m. Um, this is when the, the veil four, is... 3 and 4 p.m. is the napping hour. Yeah, that's the napping <laughs> hour. And um, the actress, Vera Farmiga, Vera, who played... Um, Lorraine Warren uh, she all throughout the filming was waking up between 3 and 4 a.m. and it really freaked her out and she had a lot of uh, I think she just really got into the role because she had a lot of weird like foresight and just like interesting moments for her that she was maybe getting a little too into character and sort of picking up on some of Lorraine's like medium clairvoyant abilities um So she kept waking up during that time. Um, And then also the same actress. So she had been sent the script to The Conjuring. She read it on her computer. She loved it. She closed her computer. And I think the next day she was going to get a call to talk to the writers and say, I love it. I'm interested. And when she opened her computer, there was three claw marks across the fuck across the computer screen no Mm -hmm. and it actually showed a picture of this so it looked as though there was like a rip in her computer but it was it was on the screen digitally right like there was no physical gouge in the computer but the the 
oh how the computer lit up it appeared that there was three claw marks and then she said sure let's get (laughs) she She said said, i'd love to i like it even more she said i have some bills to pay she said they weren't there the night before when she read the (laughs) screenplay on the computer but they were there in the morning that's creepy right um and then let's see more physical injuries so again vera the same actress that was waking up at three to four a.m had this happen on her computer she also woke up and this was at some point during the filming with three claw mark bruises across her thigh and she said what's the call time again so (laughs) they started on the screen and now they're on the body and but she noted they weren't painful so she said they were they were just these bruises that showed up but she didn't they didn't feel any she didn't feel any sort of pain associated with them but they really freaked her out does it ever make you think like when you when we find bruises on our body that we don't know where they came from are you ever like oh i didn't think about that i'm always bruised for no reason Although to Watch be fair, out. if there was a camera in my house, you'd see me like running <laughs> yeah, down like, everything. <laughs> no doubt, perception hip on every corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. They didn't hurt, mm-hmm. but very clear and visible. So then, mm. this was an interesting one. Hauntings back home. So um, one of the writers, uh, his wife was experiencing things uh, while he was away on set. Okay. So. Um, and then they consulted Lorraine Warren and she said, oh, this is actually common when the husband is away. Women are, are more susceptible because we're, we're, we tend to be more in tune with the spirit world. We're more intuitive, but that can also make us more susceptible to like psychic attacks. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, in this case, the wife kept noticing a weird water formation that would appear on the floor out of nowhere. Like these puddles would just keep forming and it was like in this one spot. And at first she was like, oh, it must be like they had this like elderly dog, but she was like, the dog's not peeing. How would the dog make it wet over here? And it kept happening. Um, so they they she would clean it and and try to figure out like where it was coming from and there's just no explanation so they consulted lorraine warren and she deduced it was a water poltergeist and water water poltergeists are specifically known for feeding off teenage angst and the couple was just dealing with a difficult time with their teenage boy at the time and with just like the dad's connection to writing this story and then the angst at home they think that like this just sort of opened them up to be vulnerable for this like water water poltergeist to come in so very interesting oh my gosh um poltergeists are terrifying yeah Uh, i respect you poltergeist stay out of here or not stay out of here (laughs) (laughs) um so then this is really interesting too so the real life Perrin family that the movie was based on. They came to see the set and it was sort of just to see, you know, I mean, they're having a movie made about them. It was yeah. it was to see if they had any suggestions. She's like, who's playing me? <laughs> <laughs> and so this happened to this family when the children were very little and they're, the, this movie's being filmed now. Like the middle child, she's in her like 40s or 50s. So they're, they're grown, right? It's been a very long time since they went through this um she's building this up so much (laughs) so they came to set 
and the 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 grown woman that was a child at the time of the haunting that's like in her like late 40s early 50s she sees the actress in full makeup that's the witch and she ran away she was so scared and she said like it looked it looked just like her and she was so traumatized and then shortly after seeing so the witch is Bathsheba um in this movie wait shortly is that the actress it's the name of the witch like the the demon of the witch (laughs) it was like okay stage name we love um so shortly after the encounter with the witch this woman says she like literally runs and like hides behind like a person and is like reverts yeah. to like childhood terror right and shortly after that she says something really bad is gonna happen today uh, and oh, the amount of goosebumps on my little bones <laughs> <laughs> who knew you could get goosebumps with no skin <laughs> no. <laughs> so literally like shortly after this same day the mother explodes the mother of the Perrin family <laughs> Carolyn Barron who did not make it to set she's elderly she falls and she breaks her hip she's no. severely injured um, she has to have like immediate um, surgery to like replace this hip and they they speculate that like this might be connected to like the witch's energy herself because back in the real life haunting this witch picked on the the wife the most the husband even reports to having like positive encounters with this witch so but the but she was like the most evil and she picked on the most with the wife and then like the wife didn't come to the movie set and the daughter sees this witch actress, freaks out, has this premonition, and then the wife is injured. Uh, it was just very, you know, it's all speculation, but like very bizarre. Just weird timing. Yeah. Yikes. And I'm like, this didn't happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then, so they have their infamous artifact room. So they recreate. <laughs> There's never going to be something good that comes from that. <laughs> right? Don't have one of those. I know. For like, any future filmmakers, don't have an, a, a spooky artifact room. <laughs> well, this is based on the real life. The Warrens have an artifact room. Like, I don't know if it was in their home, but I'm like, you just have a room They're for They're like, oh, this is our thing? super haunted room. Right. I'm Nothing's like, going to happen. Uh-uh. So, Come um, on, Ed and Lorraine. But they said it was lovingly recreated for this movie. Okay. It's a room where the paranormal investigators would keep all their spookiest souvenirs from all these investigations. (laughs) And this is where um, there's like a Conjuring spinoff movie, uh, Annabelle, which I also have not seen, but it's a doll. The doll is first seen in this artifact room in the Conjuring movie. But there's this wooden pig that is in the movie version. So it's all props. But there's this little wooden pig that keeps moving around in the prop room and people are like nobody's nobody's touching it it just keeps moving into a different spot every time someone goes in there just kind of bizarre and weird um yeah they would be there and they'd like put it back to where it was supposed to be and it would like be moved somewhere else when they came back and then the the final thing is just um they they had the set blessed by a priest before they did any shooting they really worked closely with the warrens um ed warren passed away in 2006 but lorraine warren i'm not sure if she's still alive now i think she is but she was at least during the filming of these so they worked closely with her and i think she was like we need to bless this place so even with the movie sets being blessed there was still so much of this activity and weird stuff happening um and 
um, there, all these people that worked on the movie set said they would hear drilling and hammering underneath the stage where there was no one working. Uh, and then they said, construction ghosts, perhaps? Do we need to call the Scooby-Doo crew for this one? Um, <laughs> but they, Someone is really proud of that run, one. Grunge.com like, is where this article, most of my information came from. Oh, Researching so very these, interesting the articles that pe- the way people and they're like and maybe that wasn't their last goodbye. They always <laughs> end the article the same way. I'm sorry, you go. That's it. They they would hear things. Oh, the 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 main actress that played Lorraine Warren was having just so many interesting things happen to her. Um, and then the the parent family was just so freaked out by that by that set like they could, they didn't want to be there. What's what to you is the spookiest of these types of encounters? Like, are you most scared by things moving? Are you most scared mm. by sounds? Are you most scared by like these physical appearances? Like, what freaks you guys out the most when you hear about it? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's all terrifying. I think if I saw something freaky on my body because mm-hmm. then it's like it, yeah. t- it chose to touch me yeah as right. opposed to just like oh i'm hearing noises like the space it mm-hmm. like that feels less personal mm-hmm. but if it was on my my person, my person. <laughs> yeah i think, I think everything that was going on with vera like the combination of it all like i'm it might not be that something to, to sneeze at if you're waking up at the same time every day but that in combination with her like having the claw marks on her computer and on her leg and just like all of it together I'm just yeah. like ooh like she was definitely being focused on with this and she was playing the woman that was most picked on by the haunting in the first place right so very, yeah the like very physical presence stuff like on the computer or like on your body it is so yeah scary. like being like yeah. chosen for it ooh. Ooh. all right yay for story number one yeah. we're gonna so get well on a Thank scale you. of one to ten spooky scary skeletons oh that would ten get bones. That, yeah, that would get ten bones ten bones <laughs> oh my gosh that's terrifying well i want to be abundant wait is this okay i want to be abundantly clear this is not as well researched as yours. <laughs> <laughs> i'm more of a bullet point kind of gal right we love um, it um i'm going to be talking hello mr Hi, mister do you want to hang out are you coming to survey the scene for spirits oh thank you he's coming to protect us thank you he says ladies i heard you're talking about some scary stuff <laughs> take a look around here <laughs> anything in there Mm, no all good okay all right back, back to keep it. going all right i'm gonna be talking about the omen with gregory peck the original the omen what's the plot of the omen that's a great question let's look it up together okay <laughs> the omen. that's another one i yeah i haven't seen that one i did see that on the list as one of the, Here, I can the spookiest instances so, yeah I saw it a couple times as well, and I was like, good, no one's picked this one. (laughs) Okay. The Omen, which came out in 1976. So this is that old kind of haunting. (laughs) Oh, is there a newer one called The Omen? I thought it was like a newer movie. Oh, okay, wow. This is the old one that's like super scary skeletons. Oh my gosh. Ten bones. (laughs) Ten bones bones to Gryffindor. American, (laughs) American diplomat Robert Gregory Peck, who we stan, he's so hot, adopts Damien, Harvey Stevens, when his wife, Catherine, uh, delivers a stillborn child. 
After Damien's first nanny hangs herself, Father Brennan warns Robert that Damien will kill Catherine's unborn child. Shortly thereafter, Brennan dies, and the the priest, and Catherine miscarries when Damien pushes her off a balcony. As more people around Damien die, Robert investigates Damien's background and realizes his adopted son, his adopted son, may be the Antichrist. <laughs> oh, classic! A tale as old as time. Exactly. Are we really playing this one out again? The Antichrist. <laughs> we respect you. We respect you, Robert. We respect you. Robert. Oh, so, look, really, he really did come in to protect. That's he's really, yeah, he's yeah, a like lady seem a little scared. scared. I am. Thank you for noticing. Thank you. So, Gregory Peck and David Seltzer. David Seltzer is the writer. Gregory Peck is our star. Okay. When they were on their way to film in the United Kingdom, they flew separately. Mm-hmm. Both of their planes, independently, got struck by lightning on the way there. So we're off to a great start with The Omen. Oh, wow. On... The first day of filming, quite a few things happened. <laughs> quite a few things happened. <laughs> On the first day of filming, quite, quite a few things, things happened. happened. <laughs> On the first day of filming, several crew members survived a head-on collision. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. So first it's the first day of filming, crew members are on their way to set. Head-on collision, incredibly terrible car accident. Everybody's fine in this case. Um but it's like it's obviously starting out weird mm-hmm. and I just feel like if you're on a movie set where this has already happened and you know what you're about to film the Antichrist Bye. I'd be like you know what I'll just book a couple commercials like <laughs> yeah. I'm Gregory Peck <laughs> <laughs> not so, hello T-Mobile <laughs> although so, was was this the 70s <laughs> hello T-Mobile hello hello diners club shaving cream yeah <laughs> <laughs> rotary phone well, yeah what was the phone company Bell yes. hello Bell oh okay <laughs> fucking coming in with the 70s phone knowledge <laughs> so the next thing that happens is it's the beginning of filming still and I don't, I'm sure you all know this, but when you have animals on set, they have to be very well-trained animals. You can't just, like, bring Mr. Cat on and have him be the cat that's on set. Right. They, animals have to be trained and, like, put through rigorous, you know, act, fucking acting classes and shit. <laughs> and on one of the, in the beginning of filming, the dogs that they had on set attacked their trainers, which had never happened before. Ooh. That's like a very, very, Chills. very uncommon thing to happen on sets, period. And these dogs had never attacked their trainers before. So that's happening. So that's that's where I'd be like, all right, uh, strike number two yeah. that I'm going to leave this Antichrist set. Then, on one of the times, again, where Gregory Peck is flying in and out of the UK, for whatever reason, oh, I just got chills, because I hate airplane stuff because I'm so scared of flying. Gregory Peck is like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to take this flight. I'm going to do a different flight. Mm-hmm. That flight, of course, crashes and everybody on it dies. <gasps> so people that aren't even on the set or associated with the movie are now being affected. Oh, my gosh. Insane. Um, then oh, this one is this poor guy. Richard <laughs> I couldn't tell. I looked this up and I couldn't tell if these two things happened on the same day or if they just happened to the same person. Yeah. Like on different days. But Richard Dahmer. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Richard, That's a different episode. <laughs> Richard Donner, who is the dire- one of the directors of the movie. His hotel was attacked by a bomb. 
The bomb went off in his hotel and he was hit by a car. No! Oh, what a bad day. What a bad day. If those happened on the same day, cheese. (laughs) And then the next thing that happened was even after the set ended, uh, like after the set closed and the movie came out, the special effects uh, like producer, one of the special effects crew members, was driving with his assistant, mm-hmm. and they got into a car crash, and the assistant was killed in the car crash as well. So this is uh, it's not as well researched, but there were plenty <laughs> of things that happened on this set, and it just seemed like it just seemed like a place you didn't want to be. Yeah, <laughs> or didn't want to be even near. So that is that are so, those are some of the crazy things that happen on the Omen. Oh my god! Ten bones. Ten, Ten bones. bones. Oh my gosh! Here are my. Wow, you guys crushed this. That's. I'm so sorry. I'm choked. <laughs> You're doing amazing. You're doing so cool. good. Okay, ten bones. Okay, so I'm. Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to tell you the story of the things that happened on the set of The Wizard of Oz, which you don't think is like haunted or cursed, but it most certainly but was. It Mama. Yeah. It most Mama. certainly was. I also think it's just a real look into how um, there were no unions, no safety laws. And no one cared about women. <laughs> no stunt, absolutely not. No stunt doubles, all these things. So the plot of The Wizard of Oz, if you're unfamiliar, is when a tornado rips through Kansas, Dorothy, played by Judy Garland, and her dog Toto are whisked away in their house to the magical land of Oz. They follow the yellow brick road toward the Emerald City to meet the wizard, and in route, they meet a scarecrow, a tin man, and a cowardly lion. The wizard asks the group to help him get the broom of the Wicked Witch of the West Etc. But this is you know, this is a better description that I saw that somebody put in a newspaper once. Transported to a surreal landscape, a young girl kills the first person she meets, and then teams up with three strangers to kill again. <laughs> and that's why it's haunted. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's fucking hilarious. So these are um, all in. Uh, kind of a random order, but let me put it into an order that makes more sense. So I'm going to start with things that happened before filming even started. So this is the... (laughs) So sad. I'm sorry to laugh. The original Tin Man was poisoned by his makeup. They had to replace the actor entirely. Like, Like so ill. Yeah. So the original Tin Man was a man named Buddy Ebsen. And to achieve the silver metallic look, he was painted with pure aluminum. Mm -hmm. Pure, which reminded me of like the story of the Radium Girls, how they would, which is, that's a story for another time. Mama. When you guys do that when I'm coming back. Oh my gosh. Okay. Look that up if you want to be very spooked. Or wait until episode 123. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so frequent lung ingestion of the aluminum sent Buddy to the hospital after waking up one night with severe cramping in his hands, arms, legs, and difficulty breathing. He had only been filming for nine days when he was hospitalized. Had to spend two weeks in an oxygen tent due to the aluminum dust in his makeup. And instead of being 
sympathetic. The studio demanded he return to work. He said, I literally can't. (laughs) So did they know that it was the makeup and change the makeup for the next actor? They did. So they replaced him with an actor named Jack Haley, and they did use a different makeup. Um, It was not pure aluminum, but it was still extremely toxic. Pure mercury. (laughs) Because Jack Haley... Um, still suffered from a severe eye infection due to the products they used to paint him. Wow. So that was one thing that happened. The next thing that happened, which I didn't know this. So you know the scene where um, they're sleeping in the field of poppies and it begins to snow? Okay. (laughs) They did not use bubbles or soap to create that snow. They used pure asbestos. Yep. I heard that too. Just sprinkled sprinkling tons asbestos. and tons of asbestos onto these. What is actors. asbestos again? Like I know it's poisonous and harmful, but what is it like meant for? Well, it was used for insulation in homes. Yeah, it can keep like they'll put it in like walls and seal it. They don't do it anymore, but it's also a reason why there's some places where they won't like you have to completely leave. Like my house probably was insulated with asbestos. So if we wanted to change the insulation, because it was built in the 50s. So if you wanted to change the insulation, like we'd have to be gone for a long time mm-hmm. from, uh, from my understanding. Asbestos. Yeah. Let's uh, just uh, sprinkle some more asbestos. Yeah, so they didn't know. They're like, oh, this looks like snow. They thought it was like, you know, f- fleece or something. Oh my gosh. That was one horrible thing. So this is more cursed than haunted, but it is interesting. Okay, the next thing. Multiple people caught on fire while filming. What's up? Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West, had to film a scene where the witch disappears in a flash of smoke. Remember, they didn't test this. There were no stunt doubles. They said, you're the actor. Here's 45 cents. Just, you know, light off a fire. <laughs> we're going to throw out this, this fiery bomb at you and, and then you, you run get away. <laughs> the effects crew used real fire for the scene and Margaret Hamilton was instructed to exit the stage via a trap door. But the trap door's drop got delayed and the fire started before she had time to exit safely. She suffered severe burns on her face, hand, her eyelashes and eyebrows were completely burned off and her skin was completely burned off of her hand. The movie studio did not send her home and her friend had to pick her up. The next day they said, when will you be back to work on the movie? It took her six weeks to recover, and even after returning to set, she had to wear green gloves instead of green makeup because the nerves in her hands were still exposed due to the burns. Her stunt double, Betty Danko, later caught on fire while filming a scene on the witch's broomstick. Stop the fire. The pipe generating smoke from the broomstick exploded while Betty Danko was on it, and she suffered severe burns and permanent scarring from the incident. Oops. Don't use the fire anymore. It's so clear to me. Hello, CGI. Had they not heard of CGI? (laughs) They not invented that yet? (laughs) Oh, the nerves in her hand were still exposed. And she said, yeah, see you at 8 a.m. Yeah. They said, where are you, Margaret? And she said, excuse you. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. The two actors playing the winged monkeys crashed to the ground when the wires that hoisted them up in the air broke. Just fell a great distance and hurt themselves. That scene is terrifying. I hate the flying monkeys. Nightmares. Yeah. 
This is just an odd fact. The lion's costume was made of real lion pelts and it weighed 90 pounds. Oh my God. 90 pounds. Maybe that's pounds why it's all cursed. Of a costume. <laughs> yeah, the lion, the ghost of the lion. Here's another thing. The set got very, very hot. So because the film was among the earliest to be shot in Technicolor, it required large sets with cameras hidden in different corners and elaborate lighting, which made the set extremely hot. So every light, every like arc of light, everything that was not being used in Hollywood, they borrowed. And people were always fainting and being carried off the set because on average, it was 100 degrees on that set. Wow. And when you're having to like look and move and dance and do all this stuff like oh my god and the people with wearing like a 90 pound 90 lion pound costume the aluminum uh a adjacent makeup <laughs> makeup all those things okay then we have the uh, oh i'm sorry this is about uh toto so one of the Wicked Witch of the West soldiers accidentally jumped on top of Toto and um, injured Toto. Uh, and Toto had to get a canine double. Toto, whose oh. real name was Carrie, Terry, did recover and return to the set a few weeks later. Toto made more money than the Munchkins. Shut up. <laughs> Toto earned $125 a week, which in today's currency is $2,200. The Munchkins earned $50 a week. Terry acted in 16 films. What so, is the dog doing yeah. with all that money? Uh, you know, uh, smart. You, that was the, the move back then. Get into uh, animal entertainment, I suppose. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, the only person, so, and I guess Dorothy, uh, Judy Garland, made just a little bit more than Toto. <laughs> She was she was the star of the film, but she was absolutely not the highest paid. Like all the men were paid much yeah. higher. Wow. Than her. Okay, there's a couple more things, if you can believe it. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Okay, now this is just this is sad. So Judy Garland, who was 16 during the time of this filming, never seemed to catch a break. So I just shared this. Despite being the star of the film, she reportedly made the second lowest salary of the cast, earning only higher than Toto. Um, there was a story that the director slapped her. There were allegations, although not confirmed, that the Munchkins, because of just, you know, being the height that they were at as little people, were like putting their hands up her dress, which oh is my sad. God. Now, I'm sure it was just, you know, one or two just naughty. <laughs> actors yeah. <laughs> i don't think all of them were doing this um and this was the saddest part so the wizard of oz is the reason why judy garland's um lifelong drug addiction began i was wondering because yes because what they had at the time was something called pep pills take this pep pill cocaine it'll control <laughs> amphetamines it will control your appetite and you'll have so much energy so if you look back at so many of these old movies singing in the rain like of this era yeah. like the 30s and the 40s like wow these people are so full of life they were like hopped up and they were given these pills around the clock sometimes they would work for 72 hours straight and then they'd be given a barbiturate so they could sleep for four hours 
And if you watch the Elvis movie, that's what happened with him too. Like they would give him these pills to keep him going and then they'd give him pills to help him sleep. And it was just this horrible, vicious cycle. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just a sad time for Dorothy. But you know, I don't know if this is haunted as much as it is just a big story of Wait, negligence. Wait, say the mo- the craziest one. What? There's a scene you can just see like a house falls in on the a movie <laughs> that someone hung themselves on set and they didn't catch it, and it's in the movie. So I did see that that was debunked. Oh, oh that's really? why I didn't say it. But, oh. but we could look into that again because maybe it wasn't debunked. Well, wh- what what was it debunked? I'm interested to hear the story. Um, they said it was like a like a a bird figurine or something that people oh. saw it wrong. Because that one was however like, I heard about that one. Yeah, and so, it was a munchkin that they believed had hung oh. themselves. Yeah. And is there any theories as to why it's cursed? Is there any like? speculation of oh interesting you know i didn't take any of that i didn't find any of that but what i did feel was that like i felt like it was a lot of like weird karma Mm. like these the people in charge were just making like really poor greedy careless decisions and then it was like well what do you think's gonna happen (laughs) i don't know maybe the fact that there were witches in the movie maybe Magic. I, I don't know. I always wondered whenever I heard about this, I was always curious if it was like a foreshadowing of like, look, we're going from black and white era Hollywood to Technicolor era Hollywood. And like, mm-hmm. these are some of the things that are going to happen. Like, it's scary. This change is going to like Ooh. fuck stuff up. Mm-hmm. But that was always my like spooky idea. <laughs> right. Wow. That was good. We're going to give that one. Seven bones. Seven bones. <laughs> yeah, good job. Thank you. I was that one's. I didn't know. Um, I I didn't know one of the things you the said. The asbestos. The asbestos. I had no idea. Isn't that unreal? The shit these people did. I swear to God. Are you guys ready for a scary one? Yes. Mama, what were the others? <laughs> yes. Poltergeist. Ah! Have you ever watched this movie? No, no. I've not seen it. So this is the one you saw when you were too I young. I saw this one when I was little. I couldn't watch it now. I know that. Um, but I saw this when I was little somehow. I think because I think the movie cover is a little girl sitting in front of a, a fuzzy TV screen. So I was like, oh, a little girl. I want to watch that. Great. I think we got it at a sleepover or something. I don't really remember. Um, I already have chills. But basically, the movie, it, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. And it's a family living in a home and a poltergeist is wreaking havoc and it's it's just terrifying. It's all around. There's tons and tons of different scenes and we're going to go through some of it. Um, but basically, it's another family being haunted. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so this is, this is pretty sad. So there's a lot of deaths um, associated with this movie and two of the youngest stars in the movie both died very young. Um, so again it's a family there's um a really little girl and then there's like a teenage daughter that are in the movie right um so the first instance of a death after this movie um i think this was after like the first one had been filmed and it was going to be like the second one was coming up or even the third one there's quite a few of these movies which every single i have i have instances from like the whole run of the poltergeist movies because it just keeps going and it's like you think after episode one when eight people have died they'd be like 
We can write something different. Let's do a rom com. Hey, Steve, maybe we call it. <laughs> Let's get going on Jaws. <laughs> so, Dominique Dunn, who portrayed Dana, the teenage or like preteen daughter in the in the original film, um, in Trigger Warning, this is um, relationship abuse. But she was strangled by her ex. Um, so she like a very violent death mm-hmm. and. So reportedly, she was in this abusive relationship. He got really jealous about her, you know, like rise to fame, people stopping and saying hello and I love you, whatever. And what's really spooky is that she had been reportedly running lines with um, another actor that was going to be in like the second or, yeah, I think the second one. And he was inside of the house. Um, and she was fighting with her ex in the driveway and he was playing the poltergeist soundtrack and had turned up the music because he didn't want to hear them yelling at each other. And then the, the boyfriend like pulled her like out of street view and like, you know, pulled her like on the side of the house out of sight. And then finally this friend who is a shitty friend because he's not going out and intervening and helping this poor girl um finally is like wait you know like doesn't see him anymore goes and and then calls the police and the police are like you know they i mean they go in go in on him they're like what the fuck were you thinking like but just really weird that like the music the soundtrack was like playing as this happened like very very spooky um and then the child star, so the young, the young, young girl. Who, she's like a little blonde girl, right? Little blonde girl. She's, I mean, she's really the star of the movie. Like, she's the one that's first getting the instances of paranormal activity and stuff, if, from what I can remember. Um, but very sadly, she died at the age of 12 from cardiac arrest um, after experiencing septic shock from a congenital bowel obstruction. So she was the first oh God, movie she's suffering from this mysterious illness. And then around the time of the second or third movie, they realize it's Crohn's disease that she's she's suffering from. Oh. And then um, and then she passes away at the age of 12. And so so sad um and so she had finished filming the third installment but she passed away before it was released so it was actually released after she had passed which i can't imagine like as a family that like, decision being like go ahead going out and you know i mean she'd put the work in and and whatever i got i don't know what my choice would be but her being so young and like having to see like the marketing and the commercials for that you know it was a very big franchise when it was like actively coming out but her heather's mother the little girl's mother recalls that as they were in the hospital um and her her daughter was um going into cardiac arrest the doctors were rushing to her room and her mom was sitting outside of the room and she said her daughter appeared in front of her and said i'm not coming back and then she passed away really sad um and then it says, you know, other cast members would later perish from natural causes. The expiration of the film's two young actresses caused many to speculate that their involvement with the movie had something to do with their untimely demises. Because it's just strange to have two of the the, the stars of the Who movie. Who are both young and women. so young. Right. Mm. 
And then there was a spooky accident that almost claimed another one of the child actors' lives. Stop Stop after Poltergeist 2. Right? Stop. So this is before those two pass away. They're still alive because um, they're in. They're filming. Um, but the the actor Oliver Roberts R- Robbins who portrayed the middle child Robbie um, there's a scene where there's this animatronic clown that's strangling him in the scene I've heard about this um, but the animatronic clown goes haywire and it's like actually strangling him and Steven Spielberg himself is like whoa whoa something's wrong and he dives in and intervenes and separates this animatronic clown from this child who is literally being strangled (gasps) right like so scary so um yeah uh, and steven spielberg says it happened so fast like they're filming and then he's like wait like the fear in this child's eyes is too real and like has to like jump in i'll tell you what scary It'll be kind of cool to say Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you know what? There's always that's Lots a story. There's a silver lining <laughs> right there. That's a God, story. That's terrifying. Um, the, is is there anything scarier than isn't that everybody's clown? worst fear? An animatronic clown, clown who's like, I'm actually alive now. Uh, um, oh. And yeah, he says the little the the boy who played it. Um, he says. The way they Retiring. shot the sequence, they didn't have special effects the way they do today. So the clown had his extended arm and they had me act backwards in a tight, confined space under the bed. So nobody could actually see him from the set. So Steven's the one that do- dove in because he's watching it being filmed, right? So that's why he was the one that dove in because he's under a bed. He's in a confined space. Like the people on set can't see the little boy. That must have been so scary for everybody on set too of just like, why is Steven Spielberg rushing under this bed like how that must have just been terrifying right they're like whoa what's going on obviously more for the child Mm. but still okay so there's interesting here's another interesting one so um another actor to richard lawson who fun fact is beyonce's stepfather as of 2015 he acted in poltergeist um he was in a plane crash in 1992 another plane thing that claimed the lives of 27 of the 51 passenger passengers on board, including the person who was in his original seat on the flight. Lawson said he was gifted a first-class seat after giving a fan his autograph, and the switcheroo saved his life. Spooky, oh my right? God, the fan got the autograph but died. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't switch your seat on a plane. Um. <laughs> and if there's one thing to learn here, <laughs> keep your first class seat. There's so many things. Okay, so here's some instances of people who worked on set and this quote curse coming home with them. Mm. No, man. Okay, so Joe Beth Williams, who played the mom in the movie, reported that she once stayed at home at a home where the bed seemed to be shaking only to be later told by the homeowners that it was caused by ghosts so the homeowners themselves were like oh yeah our house is haunted i tried to make a sex joke about the bed shaking <laughs> that's what i was looking at her for i was like oh yeah oh yeah yeah sorry you can cut that out <laughs> uh no we love it <laughs> Wait, i didn't see so she, she was sleeping in a bed and the homeowners were like oh yeah that's our ghost isn't that illegal to not tell somebody who moves into your house that it's haunted 
Is it in the law books? I don't it know. It is now. Yeah, you do have to You have to disclose now. it. Wow. Which well, is interesting because it's one of those things, it's like, can you prove it? No, but like, I'm not moving into a house if it maybe is haunted either. Right. But there, it's a better deal, typically, if you're yeah. looking so at figure the numbers. It out, figure out if it's a nice ghost. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, well. Um, and then the same actress said that she would often come home finding her paintings and wall hangings askew. She would fix them and head off to set, and then every time she returned home, they would all be tilted again. Ooh. Mama, just hang up your paintings. Maybe I'll tilt it in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see. She said, oh, yeah. She said she wondered that if, like, there was someone trying to warn her not to do the film because this kept happening. And then James Kahn, who wrote the film's promotional tie-in novel, experienced something abnormal while working in Steven Spielberg's office. As Kahn wrote about thunder and lightning, a thunder crash and lightning occurred right outside the window. The lights flickered and the back of the air conditioning unit in the window burst off and the unit flew in and hit Kahn in the back. Shut up! And then, (laughs) um, after a few minutes, the lights flickered on again and all of the video games on like the computers and TVs turned on and started playing them. Leave them. Of course, stop writing the thing. Right. Of course, stop writing the thing. So he, yeah. So he's huh. he's writing a, a novel, you know, so they can sell a book version of this as well. He's in the office he, he, as he's writing about thunder and lightning. A thunder crash fucks up the air conditioning. And a unit. million dollars <laughs> ends up on my desk. Brooke Shields walks in and kisses me. <laughs> And oh my god like if you just like if you sang thunder and lightning right now if there was thunder and lightning i'd be like i'm leaving yeah i'd be like oh we're done here of course we're finished <laughs> um and then dominique dunn who played the eldest daughter um once witnessed a bookshelf tip over and toss books around the room no thank you never Let's reading again see. <laughs> i wasn't reading before <laughs> That's, that's that that's the trick is never have books <laughs> then there was director gil keenan um he was filming the 2015 remake so this curse just goes on and on and on they were like let's remake it after all of this bad stuff has happened and he um that's such poor decision right i'm just like why would you ever Anyways, he wrote that the house he rented for production was the site of some minor phenomena, lights flickering on and off for no reason, equipment malfunctions that they like couldn't figure out. And he said they were using um, aerial drones to film for the, the movie, but they couldn't get the GPS to work where they wanted it to. So they always had to start off. They had to like go offset and oh. the drones and then bring them forward. Like they wouldn't work where they wanted to film, which was interesting. But, you know, as soon as they took them like off that area, like they would work fine. So he, he it really freaked him out. Um, oh, my fucking yeah. Jesus <laughs> my Christ upstairs neighbors. cross. I swear <laughs> to God I'm leaving. <laughs> My upstairs neighbors are just very loud. A new neighbor. Um, And then this same guy said that the house he rented during filming had a female spirit dressed in black. I became aware of her within the first few days of staying in the house. And only after I left did I receive a call from the previous owner who had moved back in, who was terrified by the goings on in the house and wanted to see if I had experienced any of it so oh yeah sorry i actually brought a fucking ghost in yeah he said (laughs) he said um he thinks this spirit followed him from the set 
back to where he was sleeping during filming and then she just was like oh I like this house and stayed there and didn't follow him back to Los Angeles and so this old, poor owner comes back and it's like what the fuck there's a ghost in my house now low key go off ghost she was like this is nice this is like this is cozy I'm honestly here. I think I'm, I'm here I'm getting out here now Let's see. Um, and then a few other set oddities. Poltergeist 2 star Will Sampson, who was a real-life shaman and portrayed Taylor the Medicine Man in the sequel, performed an actual exorcism on the set of the film. Um, he died a little over a year after the film's release from complications associated with a heart and lung transplant but they did say that specifically they were they're filming the scene in a cave it was really cramped like the actors were just having a terrible time there weird stuff was happening people were like feeling stuff um there's there's skeletons in this scene and stuff and um after he performed this exorcism they felt it all go away yeah well done so good job Will <laughs> got a raise. um <laughs> Then, during filming of Poltergeist 3, Zelda Rubinstein was an actress. She's famous for the This House is Clean quotability. She she clears the spirits out. I don't know if you know that. Um, but she had a few premonitions. She had one premonition where she dream- dreamt, this is these are both quite sad, but she she dreamt one night that her dog had passed away. She woke up, got a call the next morning that her dog had passed away because she was no. like away from home on set. And then she had another premonition um that her mom had passed away and she a picture had been taken of her and there's this uh white orb around her head and it was like when she was getting this premonition and she thinks that it's like her mom surrounding her which is very beautiful but like very sad but she had these she was having these premonitions um so wait did the mom pass away she did yeah Yeah. Um, So she believes that the picture was taken at, like, the exact moment her mom passed away. Oh, my heart. Yeah. Very sad. Um, And then the final thing before I tell you why it was cursed, because it's very fucking obvious. Um, Okay. So the production of part three was also an explosive one. (laughs) Oh, I see what they did there. As a garage that was to be used for filming caught fire after plastic face fake ice poured onto prop cars, ignited flames and injured three crew members. A ball of fire chased everyone out of there. Yeah. People could see these like balls of fire. Like Mario Kart vibes. Yeah. there was black smoke all over the place. This was all supposed to be done with the best of taste, but somehow it got away. That was a quote. Um, so they they they, they um, did an investigation. They couldn't figure out how this happened. Like there was no, they weren't like, oh, this faulty wire, or though that like there there was no evidence of like how it all went mm-hmm. so wrong. Um, so you know they. They were prepared. They were super prepared. They had their, like, safety crew on set. It was all set up correctly, and then just everything went wrong. Very interesting. Um, So why was it cursed, you asked? Because these fucking idiots used real skeletons to save money. It was cheaper to use real human remains than to buy prop skeletons. So in the first movie, there's a famous scene where the moms, and this is very trauma, I remember this one, she's in this mud and it's like moving around and there's these skeletons popping up all around her. She doesn't know, by the way, that these are real human remains. She thinks she's surrounded by prop skeletons. They didn't even 
No. Later she finds out. This is Steven Spielberg's choice, by the way. It's just how in God's name it is just so much less expensive to buy a That's bunch of I'm... real human full go to, skeletons. Go to Party City. Yeah, get a makeup artist for it. Like, I, that's what I don't get either. Mm-hmm. Because I had heard this too. And so when you said that, like, it's, it's so obvious this is why. We know a Bones dealer. We know a Bones dealer and they're, <laughs> they're not expensive. cheap. <laughs> yeah. I have not so, purchased any Bones. No yeah, bones. when she's thrown in the muddy pool, all those corpses that float to the surface that are surface that are freaking her out, those are real human remains. Um, and there's other scenes too. There, I think in another one, oh, the cave scene, there's skeletons in that one too, which is in like the third one. Also real human skeletons. Didn't learn from... The first one just so odd yeah these these actor this actress is swimming in a muddy pool with real 11 bones 11 11 11 real bones she's spooky yeah good job that one's obvious as to why it's cursed you know oh my gosh wow those all those skeletons may they rest, rest in, in peace. peace. May they rest in peace. We respect them. We respect, we respect them. them. Um, okay, my next one is a unfortunately very well known um, haunted set, cursed set, scary set. And then I do have an honorable mention as well. Ooh, oh, okay. cute. <laughs> or a dishonorable mention. No, we honor them. We honor them. <laughs> we we um, honor them. We respect them. We respect them. So, do you guys know about The Crow? Mm-mm. The movie The Crow? No. I do not know. Oh, wait, for real? I really no, don't know. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Movie. Okay. We're going to look up the, the synopsis of The Crow. Okay. Um, because this is a very sad story as well. Um, okay. The night before his wedding, musician Eric Draven, played by Brandon Lee, who is Bruce Lee's son. Mm. So. Uh, the night before his wedding, musician Eric Draven, played by Brandon Lee, and his fiance are brutally murdered by members of a violent inner city gang. On the anniversary of their death, er- Eric rises from the grave and assumes the gothic mantle of the crow, a supernatural Avenger. Oh my god, love that. <laughs> Joins the Avengers. Tracking down the thugs responsible for the crimes and uh, mercilessly murdering them, Eric eventually confronts the head gangster Top Dollar to the head gangster Top Dollar to complete the, his macabre mis- mission. So, this is Bruce Lee's son. Mm-hmm. He's grown up, very handsome boy. <laughs> so, the reason this set is best known is because obviously this is like kind of a superhero movie, da da da. There's guns, there's explosions, there's, you know, fight scenes, all this stuff. Brandon Lee is taking place in a scene where there's a gun, and it's been, this is made in the 90s, and it's, you know, prop guns are very, very, very meticulously checked all the time there's ne- there should never be real ammo this was a time in um cinema where they were still using like i mean it seems stupid now but i'm sure this was the best bet at the time they use like so a, a, a bullet is not all bullet the bullet is just the t- the tip yeah. little metal part of the bullet the rest is the casing and then there's powder in the casing that shoots the bullet out mm-hmm. so prop bullets are supposed to have like a little explodey like squib kind of thing on the end mm-hmm. no powder in it and just the casing that explodes this particular day the like sfx manager 
or the prop manager had gone home and the prop gun was left to be checked by like basically an intern who like didn't know which bullets were the right bullets and which bullets were the wrong bullets and et cetera, et cetera. Why are there even wrong bullets available? Exactly. Um, and so very, very unfortunately in one of the scenes where the crow Brandon Lee is supposed to get shot. He's fatally wounded by being shot in the stomach with what was a real gun. And so somebody heartbreakingly, which we had another occurrence of this this yeah. past year yes. with, with Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Heartbreakingly, this person fully, fully, fully by accident kills Brandon Lee on this set. Oh so how did they finish the movie? They finished the movie because it was, I think it was something like 75, 80% of his scenes were done. So they used the rest with like doubles and special effects because we're in the 90s so they can do a little bit of CGI. Oh my God. Wow. How old was he? Um, I think he was like in his 20s. No. And that's not the only thing that happened. This movie is notorious to be called like the curse of the crow um, because there were so many accidents on, uh, on set. The first day of shooting, a crew member was electrocuted and very, very burned by yeah. like a faulty wire. Um, there were trucks that would catch on fire, like inexplicably, like just the same kind of thing with the poltergeist, like just no real reason, yeah. like it was just on fire all of a sudden. Um, a hurricane ran through the set and ransacked the the set of the crow, and um, there were a lot of crew member injuries, like somebody. To spare the gory details, there were a lot of crew member injuries that weren't fatal, thank goodness, but um, they were still very bad and very scary. And, of course, the loss of Brandon Lee, which yeah. is so sad. It's, uh, you know, somebody losing their life is always sad, but especially when it's these, like, very avoidable occurrences. Yeah. And I just, I remember my dad telling me this story when I was, like, probably way too young to hear it and just, like, being told that, like, yeah, this guy died because, like, the prop didn't work. Oh, so sad. Wow. Um, and then, so that was The Crow. And then my honorable mention is Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. No, but I do I do know what it is about a little bit. So, yeah. So, it's, it's about, like, a woman who gets pregnant. And it's also, like, an Antichrist kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of... Th- this is another sort of cursed movie set, but very notoriously and infamously Roman Polanski who is the director mm-hmm. of this movie who's a different story but his fiance or girlfriend at the time was Sharon Tate mm-hmm. who was pregnant with Roman Polanski's oh, mm-hmm. baby and uh, during the filming of this when Roman wasn't home uh, the Manson family mm-hmm. you know notoriously killed Sharon Tate and her baby Whoa. yeah so Rosemary's baby is also very cursed. May oh all gosh. of these people rest in peace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Ten very sad bones. Ten crip- broken bones. <laughs> Heart crying bones. That's oh. so sad. Did you watch, um, what's it called? The Quentin Tarantino. Once Upon a, Once upon a Time, Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I never saw that. Oh, you'd like it. I've it's, been told it's I It's Sharon Tate. And Margot Robbie does an amazing job playing her, and it's a really, it's an amazing movie. It's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll watch that. I won't spoil, but yeah. (laughs) But Sharon Tate dies. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, last scary movie. Last one. And it's apparently a very scary movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm honored. Okay. So for the last 
spooky, scary, scary story stories. Um, we're going to be talking about the haunting and cursed things that happened on 1973's The Exorcist set and beyond. It extended beyond of the course. set. Mm-hmm. So this is a fun fact. When The Exorcist was released, it was the highest grossing film of all time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a big, people were like, horror? Let's get to the theater. <laughs> so the plot is based loosely on actual events, which is like, ooh, spooky. Um, young Reagan, played by Linda Blair, starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues, and her worried mother seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. A local priest, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert to help with the difficult job. I thought that was a very tame description of the plot. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, oh, sure, let's go see it, and then be totally traumatized. A girl's head turns around, and she creepily crawls down the stairs. Um, I saw this movie when I was 11 or 12 because my dad thought it would be a fun movie to play at night on a family vacation. (laughs) Greg. Greg. (laughs) And how did that go over? (laughs) Um, My mom was very um, bothered by this choice because if you can imagine, um, I was sleeping on a pullout couch in this condo. Everything made noise. I was up all night driving them crazy oh, and gosh. I couldn't sleep and I was freaked out for the remainder of the trip. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one of those one- the times where you're like, yeah, we can watch Little Mermaid again. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maybe The Lion King. I was 11. Okay. So <laughs> um, keep that one for a, a, a you night. Yeah, <laughs> that's a boys night kind of thing. So let's let's go through this one because this one's this one's pretty intense. So let's start with the fact that there were several injuries on set. So both the little girl Reagan, uh, played by Linda Blair, and the mom, played by Ellen Burstyn, had severe long-term back injuries, uh, spinal injuries, because of how things were handled on this set. So the mom had a spinal injury after being hoisted around on a harness. Because in this movie, they're like up in the air and things are happening. And the mom um, was really trying to tell the director and the people working on set like hey you know i know you're trying to make this look really realistic but like you need to not hoist me so hard like i'm going to get hurt and they're like yeah 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 whatever so um even though she tried to protest and her intuition was really strong and she knew something bad was going to happen they still hoisted her and then did the thing where they just dropped her really hard to the floor and that's the scene you see in the movie of her dropping to the floor that's where she injured herself i hate when they like oh gosh yeah again no stunt no stunt people no uh foam mat just dropped her on the floor oh my god there was an odd um, murder that happened. So a man who was an actor in the film who played a nurse. That's what I was talking about. Mm. What? I thought that this was in Poltergeist, but it was in this. Okay. Oh. He killed a reporter before The Exorcist was released. He was quick to confess the crime, but he could not provide police a motive for why he did it. Just like randomly killed a oh. random reporter out of nowhere after working on this set. Okay, this one was also weird. I'm building up to some big to some bigger ones. So, um, first day of filming, one of the main actors uh, 
the brother his brother died day one of filming um one of the technicians who worked on refrigerating the film set um because young reagan's bedroom was made to be so cold that you could see the actor's breath oh interesting um, he also died during Fuck. production <laughs> people kept dying um yeah. There were awful conditions on the set. So reports say that director Friedkin would keep the entire cast and crew on edge by occasionally firing guns into the air to startle people. Don't do that. And by playing very loud music on set between takes. Like, he just wanted everyone to be, like, irritated, on edge in character, which I hate. Mm. hate that. that. They're actors. That's their job. Okay. I will come back to the creepiest one, but let me do this one. That's their job to b- make you believe things. They don't need gunshots, is yeah, what I meant. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's like not. they can go into character. Yeah. That's what they're trained to do. So once this film made it into theaters, audiences reported having physical reactions to it. So much so that in the UK, ambulances would just wait outside the movie theaters because oh, they just knew bad sh- things would happen. Chills. Shut up. So people would faint all the time. People would vomit. People would have these like really intense reactions. One woman, because she um, fainted during the film, she hit the side of her face and broke her jaw. And then she sued Warner Brothers. I'm not sure what she got out of that, but it was just like- She got a broken jaw? (laughs) And I think maybe a small settlement of some kind. Um, One woman blamed a miscarriage on the film. Like it just like so distressed. Yes. It was said that anyone could be possessed by the film by just watching it and that it gave evil a path to corrupt human souls. The film was protested in some cities and banned in parts of the United Kingdom. Also, this was odd. Groups waiting in line outside theaters sometimes broke out into violence. Like out of nowhere, like weird fist fights would break out waiting to like get into this film but here's the creepiest thing oh Oh, gosh (laughs) this is our grand already my skin hurts (laughs) so maybe i'm a goose (laughs) i'm a goose (laughs) so early in production there was a big fire that burned down the entire set a bird had flown into the circuit box rest in peace uh, blind bird and um this incident caused a six-week delay, and it was a real problem. But here's what's really creepy. The entire set, floor to ceiling, burned down, except for one room. Shut up. Mm-mm. Is it Mm-mm. the is it the scary, spooky, haunted objects room that's apparently on every set? <laughs> the only room that did not burn down was Reagan's bedroom, which is the little girl. The set of her bedroom where all of the... Demon activity. Um, demon activity took place. That room was untouched. And so they realized, you know, uh, we should maybe call in some help because this is bizarre. So they called in a Jesuit priest, Thomas M. King, after this fire, and he was called in to bless the set. Uh huh. But that was the creepiest thing that happened. People were injured. Weird things happened to audience members. Ambulances just waited because they knew they were going to be called. And the entire set burned down, except for the bedroom where all of these strange occurrences took place. And that is the story of The Exorcist. Ten bones. Ten bones. Seven bones. Seven bones? I said 27 oh. bones. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I I have a theory. 
Okay. And a question. Okay. Could her room not have burned down because it was refrigerated? <laughs> it was so cold. But yeah, because it was like insulated or something. Oh my God. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm sure like there have been fires in cold places. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Is the poltergeist the one where she vomits? Or is the exorcist the one where she vomits? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't really remember. I really tried to block that out. one yeah, out. Smart. Um, oh, yeah. Gosh. But I remember I but I do remember vividly my mom being like, Craig, what really? This is the movie that you brought on this trip. <laughs> uh, my dad. <laughs> he was like, I know what we're gonna watch as a like, it'll, it'll be, be hilarious. <laughs> we'll bond. Um, and hopefully not get possessed after. My dad played uh, or showed me a Clockwork Orange and The Shining, like probably 15 years before I should have seen them. I've and never they're terrifying. seen Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, but I read the book and it's extremely violent. So I can it's imagine a movie, violent movie too. Not a kid movie. <laughs> I just put something together. Huh. Okay, we went on this trip. We were staying in Oceanside in this uh, condo. We were on the second floor. Where's Oceanside? It's like on the way to San Diego, but it's, yeah, it's like a smaller town, I think. And so we're on the second floor and we had watched, the first night we got there, we had watched The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And, um. Oh no, what happened? Damn it, Greg. (laughs) So anyways, the next day we were there and we were, it was like me, my mom, my dad, and my little baby sister who like Oh, so she was born. Yeah. She was little. She did not watch The Exorcist. She was in her little crib area in a closet because that's where my mom shoved her. But anyway. <laughs> she said one person will be it's safe. It's dark and quiet in there. So, um, but the next day we were just like hanging out, eating sandwiches, whatever. Like maybe we went to the beach, came back. And the neighbors, we had to leave and go stay somewhere else because the downstairs neighbors were like, you guys are so loud. You're making so much noise. Like, and we were like, no, we're not. Like, it's it's a couple of baby and like a preteen and we weren't even home. Like, what are you talking? They were like throwing a fit that we were like blaring music and so loud oh. and stomping on the floor. And so we had to, we like went and stayed somewhere else. But now I feel validated because the night that we watched that movie, I kept hearing things. You call them back, you're like, listen, I don't know if you remember me, <laughs> but 20 years 97. ago. <laughs> you were wrong. It wasn't oh It was ghosts. It was ghosts. Yeah, and we were like, what? It was so, like, we're not, oh, what that's talking? Oh. <laughs> What's dropping? Anyways. Wow, that's super spooky. I, You know who I should reach out to? So my friend Sierra is a stunt uh, actor, and she is the perfect person in the perfect size to play mm-hmm. um, children yeah, and she gets work of... all the time um, and she was the girl in the Ouija movie mm-hmm. and another one maybe maybe Annabelle I don't know she like did all those movies and I oh, wonder if anything she's got any good story yeah. happened on and set. she was in Hocus Pocus too she was and oh. she played a, a double in Hocus Pocus too wow and I replayed the scene to see if I could see her but I couldn't no. but I knew <laughs> it was her she did a good job <laughs> Oh, I saw a, an advertisement for Shacktober on the way here. You were right. I told you you would. They're doing this huge push for this event called Shacktober. 
if you live near Long Beach, maybe you'll go. <laughs> Hello. It's, um, I guess, sponsored by Shaq. I don't think he will be there, but it's just like rides and a Ferris wheel and, and Sha stuff. Shaq really gets the backdrop of the hand and everything. Oh, it. gosh. I... I love the spooky stuff, but I definitely want to have you guys like sage us before we leave today. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a nice little smoke cleanse. Oh, what was your what do you think was the scariest thing you learned? Um I think the poltergeist set learning about that. I honestly cuz I was like I said last night I was reading all the articles, so I was reading about the exorcist a little bit and like they had pictures of, you know, the girl in the makeup and stuff and I like I had laundry out back. It was dark. I was home alone. I was like, "Oh god. I can't go outside now. I'm too scared." But I don't know. I the other one that I'm super scared of, do you guys remember The Ring? Did you watch that movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. I watched that one like four times. It was like a big fun thing at the age of 13 to like be scared. I had a moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I watched it when I was 13. We rented it at a sleepover. We were too scared to watch it at night. So we all watched it the next morning <laughs> together. And then my friend's mom was take, she lived out in the country. So she like brought all the girls back in town and dropped us off at our houses, you know? And my family was gone. I don't remember what they were doing. But I was so scared of my television after that. Mm -hmm. And I was home alone for, like, the rest of the day. I don't remember why, but I literally locked myself in a, the small bathroom near the front door that we had because I was so scared. And I had, like, nightmares for, like, weeks. <sighs> to this day, if I see static on a TV, like, that doesn't really happen on TVs anymore, but it always scared me so bad. But I, I read that one had some weird instances, too. Too, mm -hmm. and notably the whole set flooded and of course well, like the well like the well like she drowns right and yeah. it was just very there was some weird stuff with that one too and then I only uh, yeah it was a thing when we were 13 we were all watching so many scary movies and then the grudge I was the grudge I, I never was, saw that uh, no no to, no 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 not to be like <laughs> indie about it but I never watched any of those all of my friends would be like we're gonna watch this on Halloween night I'd be like great I'll see you on November 1st I never like, saw the grudge I could never with those scary the grudge balls. wasn't very good the ring I thought the ring was like a very terrifying like spooky plots somebody argued with me recently like it wasn't even good i'm like no it was actually like a haunting yeah, story <laughs> um so scary. the last scary movie i saw i think ever was probably when i was 17 or 18 cloverfield remember that movie oh, i remember it it yeah. was like supposed to be like handheld camera i couldn't watch it because it was it's found footage style and it's all shaky you get nauseous and it <laughs> i made it through like 10 minutes of it and i was like I don't like here. found footage. I find it weird and boring. It is kind of weird. <laughs> I probably the Blair Witch Project time. also apparently was a haunted thing. Mm -hmm. Well, because it was the way that they advertised it was very confusing. I they don't. I know they did this on purpose, but a lot of people went to the movie thinking it was like real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it really scared them. Well, I, I I read about that one too last night that they like would set stuff up in the woods and mm -hmm. send the actors towards it but they didn't know what was going to happen so oh, they were awful. genuinely very scared that's awful so there's a, there's a essence of realness to it but it's all set up you know I know my neighbors being so loud and then what was the other one? Oh, do you remember the exorcism of Emily Rose I didn't see that no. oh I heard about this one that when one was, I was a big one yeah I never saw the movie but I was at a a, a 
party like in middle school and it was at like my rich friend's house and they had this like movie theater room and everyone was piled in there watching this movie and I was like in the kitchen with the mom because <laughs> I didn't want to watch it <laughs> and then I went in there for like one scene and it's the scene where she wakes up at like exactly 3 a.m. and she experiences her first like possession moment or something and then I dipped out I was like uh uh-uh. uh I, I walked into the scariest fucking part of the movie probably a pi- I have no idea but then for months after that I woke up at 3 a.m. every night and would just be so scared oh, no. and I oh I cannot awful. but I never watched that full movie apparently with that one one of the things I read Granted, I've never seen the movie either, but the actress who was playing, like, Emily Rose, or mm-hmm. the woman who was waking up every day at 3 a.m., apparently that actress started waking up every day at 3 th- Ooh, chill. Started waking up every day at 3 a.m., and it would be, it would wake up to, she would wake up to the radio turning on, and it would be the Pearl Jam song, I'm Alive. Oh, oh no. And I was like, I cannot. What was the scariest thing you learned in our research today? You know... Honestly, honestly, all of it. We have to wrap up this episode. We, do. we have to wrap it we up. Can. It's hard to pick. Because I gotta pee. She's gotta pee, and we we're gonna make some <laughs> really fun content for Irene. Yes, you guys. Yes. We are doing. Uh, apparently, it's my t- new tradition to have the Goddess Hangs gals on for Ooh. Halloween episodes of yes. my channel, and we are going to be testing out the best Halloween candy. Yay! So you guys have to come check that out. Excuse me. Oh, oh bless was, you. That was a very cute. Sneeze. That was only, bless you. Usually, I sneeze fifteen times in a row, but uh, it was a singular. Um, and if you guys haven't seen, we did a Dead Dad's Kitchen last year where we <gasps> made a bunch of spooky the snacks. Cutest, and spooky. So they cute. were very fun, and we had such a great time. So I can only imagine we're going to have another great time. Yes, so yes. go check it out. Yay. Well, thank you, Irene, for joining us. Thank what's you your for where, me. What's your social media handles you guys can find me everywhere at homemade by irene like homemade cookies but homemade by irene and my youtube channel is just irene walton and you can listen to my podcast bites of history with irene walton and thank you guys so much for having me what are your social handles you can follow us at goddess hangs on all socials i'm at i am sadie olson i'm at juliet.piper remember in two days, we're mm-hmm. hosting a free masterclass on manifestation and magic. The topic is how to get everything you want. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to share, yeah, for free. We're going to share manifestation secrets. We're going to share a really exciting offering with you that you mm-hmm. have the choice to jump into or not, whatever, totally up to you. Um, but you're going to love it. We're going to have so much fun and we want to connect with more of you in real time. So the link will be in the show notes. Um, it's absolutely free. We're going to have so much fun. You can join our Patreon. We're doing a big Halloween party at the end of the month, mm-hmm. a, a spell to kind of, you know, take the advantage of this time when the veil's very mm-hmm. thin, connect with our ancestors. You can order our holographic and regular oracle decks on our website, goddesshangs.com. I think that's everything I wanted to announce. <gasps> Yay! All yeah. right, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week for the Bye. final installment of Spooky October. Yeah. No, there's two more. There's two more? There's two more. Ooh. There's two more. <laughs> Never mind. I'm a week ahead of myself for the second to last of Spooky October. October. Spooky October. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <Ooh>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>